0: hello the first finding is that here is dr wiley to join me the first finding is that there is a podcast called small findings (coughs) I, i had to find this out because i forgot anyway it's been a while so i do have a lot of findings let's let's talk about some of them one of them I learned from watching Space Time, this PBS video series that I've been watching during lunch. It uh, has like a lot of bite sized pop science physics explanations. And one of the things that explained is how everything is just energy. So sometimes you think there's matter, there's energy, but it's actually all just energy. Matter is just energy that is sort of bound to um, some sort of location and provides a resistance to acceleration. So the reason it provides resistance to acceleration is uh, if you imagine a bunch of energy particles trapped in some sort of cube um, that are just kind of bouncing around in that cube, and they're not evenly distributed in that cube, There's, let's say there's more of them at the front closer to you than at the back, Uh, they are going to provide resistance against acceleration by other energy particles by colliding with them. It's just more likely that if you try to push through with some energy particles at the front, they'll just bonk one of the energy particles in the box and uh, bounce back and uh, they won't accelerate um, as quickly as if there's, there's just nothing to, uh, to stop them. So that is why, uh, you know, mass is actually energy. There's, there's not like a point at which suddenly there's, there's a there's mass and it's just uh an indivisible kind of thing um but I don't know actually know why uh mass gets held into these like virtual containers like this like why does it why does it stick to a space? I'm not really sure I'll let you know when I find out um the other thing i i found out about was um what's the contents of the famous philosophical essay, what it is like to be a bat. Now I can't tell you that I fully understood it, um, but it is supposed to be a clarifying essay that uh, helped with uh, the discussions about consciousness uh, when when people say, hey, what is consciousness? Um, there's a lot of reference to this paper or this essay um, written by Thomas Nagel. Uh, and they say, well, if there is something, something it is like to be that, then it has consciousness. Now, here's why I don't really understand that all the way. Um, how do I know that there isn't something that it is like to be um, a music stand or a doorknob. I can't tell because I'm not that doorknob. Uh, Maybe people who understand this can uh, email me, smallfindings at fastmail.com, and tell tell me why, but... Uh, I I kind of see what they're sort of saying, like you can't imagine what it would be like to be a doorknob, but you can imagine what it would be like to be a bat or a cat, maybe even a worm. I think they often go as far as, like, a plant is beyond that line. You don't know what it is like to be a plant. But I don't know. Is there... This could be a silly question, uh, and there's, like, an obvious reason why this this is not the case, but is there that big a difference between a plant and say uh, a really primitive sort of animal, like a, um, some kind of super deep sea fish, um, or, or worm. Yeah. Like a, a deep sea ocean trench worm versus a plant. Is there something it is like to be a deep sea uh, ocean trench worm, but there is not something. It is to be like a a plant. Also, the the grammatical construction, what it is like to be, that is really awkward. But what I did get from the essay is, um, I actually, while well, I didn't find that clarifying. Um, I think the essay did make some great points about how it is possible that the physicalist view of consciousness is valid, but they're a long way from actually proving that. Um, you know, the physicalist view is that everything can be explained physically if we just know enough stuff and, you know, you could jump from, uh, okay. These electrical impulses activate these neurons, and then you could get all the way to oh, this is what consciousness is um, so this ties back to the first finding in that he explained um he said, well, saying that is is like saying, um you know all all matter is actually energy." without actually having any idea what that means or why that is. And now you and I know why that is or at least partially. Um but I I think that is a good point and I uh I later listened to a podcast uh the Philosophy Bites episode with Anil Seth and he was explaining why why it's worth like digging into the physical side of things and you know I I hope I'm not Missummarizing it but I think the gist was well the more you know the more you have a chance of finding out and that's like really grim in a way <laughs> like you could you could learn a lot of stuff and you could actually not get all the way to learning what makes consciousness consciousness but um yeah I mean, I guess that's that's all you could do it's sort of like if you ever try to start a business and you look at all these business ideas and you try to validate them and it's just like a, unless you're willing to get into grifting, it's just like, like a pretty, it's like searching, searching a, something that's hard to search, a desert or something like that. But anyway, in that podcast, he mentioned um, something about how there's, there is, there are physicalists partial explanations for, you know, why people think that things are part of themselves or, you know, they're not complete, but they're, they're leads on that. And one thing he mentioned was, um, I think it's called the rubber hand experiment. Yes. It's the, the rubber hand illusion experiment. And in it, what they do is, They have somebody's hand under the table and they have a rubber hand on the table in the same um, position. So their hand is under the table and right above uh, that hand, above the table, there's a rubber hand that they could see. And they do things like they have the person move their hand and they make sure the rubber hand moves with it. Um, And after a while, they start doing things like poking it and things like that. And then eventually they do something where they stab the hand and the person will recoil. Like, even though they know that at some level, it's not their um, actual hand that's being stabbed. Uh, but some part of them thinks that's part of themselves. Um. All right. So other, other things I've uh, found out from podcasts, there's, um, there's an episode of, uh, the latest episode, as of right now here in October 2023, of Past, Present, Future, uh, has an interview with a historian who specializes in uh, Roman history. And the host, David Runciman men- mentions um, that he was wondering why he <laughs> he thought... He thought Mark Zuckerberg's hair was bizarre. And it, it is. It's it's sort of strange. And you think a guy that rich could get, you know, a good haircut or at least one that would would suit him, uh, but he doesn't. But it turns out Mark Zuckerberg is a big fan of Roman history and especially of Augustus. He thinks Augustus is a super great guy who uh you know made all these hard decisions and may have harmed some people but in the end he you know uh, brought uh, a sort of peace to the roman empire um so he really admires him and yeah i th- yeah so he okay this is a, this is all i found out is that you know mark zuckerberg uh admires augustus and then I found out that David Brunsman, who's normally a very serious person, uh, hypothesizes that his hair is like that because it's supposed to be like some kind of ancient Roman haircut, so that uh, Mark Zuckerberg could <laughs> look like his hero, Augustus. Um, another thing I found out is I've been listening to uh, Canadian podcasts recently, Canadian news podcasts, just to get a sense of a Canadian vibe. And um, I found out that two million people, I found this out from the the latest episode of The Big Story, two million people in Ontario, Ontario don't have a doctor. So they all have health care coverage through the Canadian government, but some kind of shortage has happened and a lot of them don't have a doctor. And in Canada, you know, all health care is supposed to come through, you know, their their national program, like, like in England or Korea or something like that. But there is this loophole in which, um, while doctors cannot charge for care, they have to be paid by the Canadian government, um, nurse practitioners uh, who are you know nurses that could prescribe medicine and do a lot of the functions of a doctor actually can charge. So what's been happening is in Ontario uh people have been paying like $1200 to them for an appointment on top of like a subscription to uh have access to these like really expensive appointments and of course um you know the problem with this is uh besides the inherent inequality uh it it just kind of erodes the the universal healthcare it's it's become less universal. It's like, um, for example, I think up until, you know, some years ago, I think this changed within the last 10 years, Sweden used to not allow private schools. So because they didn't allow private schools, pretty much all of their schools were good uh, because the rich kids went to those schools. So they got better. Um, And the same kind of thing can happen in Canada. As a result of some doctor some people being able to pay for private health care and some people not having health care, the other thing I found out about Canada is um, well first they they all have a pension, which is sort of awesome, but I guess it's being threatened by the province of Alberta, which uh, says, well, we contribute." somewhere around half of the money to the, to the pension, but we don't get half the money. So we're going to just take it out of there and we're just going to have our own pension separate from Canada. And this is, this is actually a lot like the the healthcare problem and the private school style problem where it's like, yeah, Alberta has a lot of money because they have all this oil. Um, And so I I think I imagine this happens because they get taxed progressively and uh yeah i i don't know um it sounded like it's probably very hard for them to do procedurally but uh anything can happen in politics these days when uh somebody is willing to just kind of break unspoken convention uh like that so anyway uh those are my findings do you have any findings that you wanted to share? Do you have any questions? If so, email me at smallfindings uh, at fastmail.com. Uh, Excelsior. <laughs>